What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Eastern Current. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, we are not live tonight. We're just shooting a, uh, a pre-recorded episode. I'm going to be out of town, which I guess is tomorrow. I'll go on duck hunting with a buddy up on the Pamlico Sound. Jennings Rose runs a guide service up there. Super cool dude. Check him out. But um, we've got Captain MJ Miller on tonight, and we're just shooting one camera, so we'll go ahead and introduce him. Hey, I'm uh, Captain MJ Miller. I fish up in the Noose River, uh, New Bern, Oriental. Uh, Trent River sometimes, as in right now, kind of trout moved up there, so kind of targeting up some some different areas that we haven't really caught fish there in three or four years. So it's that's awesome. It's kind of different. It's like you're catching trout with rockfish, uh, crappie, like so. Yeah, tons that. of boat trout. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Well, uh, we well, yeah, we're excited to have him on. Me and him have been talking about doing a show together for a while, and. Uh, we're finally making it happen. I, he, he's he's a he's a hero. I texted him. I think yesterday. I was like, hey man, you want to do a podcast? You can come on Skype or you can drive. I'll drive down there from Newburn. So he drove down today. We met him, and uh, we're just a super excited. But yeah, so this is a pre-recorded episode. This is actually episode thirty. Pretty excited for me. That's a pretty big milestone. I felt like if I could do thirty of these, I'd probably keep doing them. And <laughs> and we're there. And so uh, you know, we've we've gotten rid of Billy, which unfortunately. It's a bummer because Cameron really sucks. But. <laughs> Definitely suck at <laughs> No, man, you're, you're, he's really good at focusing that camera. But, um, but yeah, so we're excited. Episode 30, we're going to keep crunching them out. We've got some cool episodes coming up. I'm actually going this week to sit down with Chris Morjohn, um, who was pretty much the developer of the modern-day flat skiff. I mean, he developed – or he, he, he laid out and built all the original Hell's Bay um, – models and whatnot and so he's actually at my he's been living with my buddy in goldsboro they're building some of his his boats that he's laid out so we're gonna go over there and take a look at the shop and, and sit down and talk with him i think we're gonna do like a joe rogan style podcast i'm gonna we're gonna try to be like a three-hour podcast and just sit and keep talking my buddy who i'm going going to meet with he said man make sure you leave like three or four hours because he will talk and talk and it's all killer information so we're excited about that one and that will be a pre-recorded one as well just because i wanted to get a really good quality um a really good quality show and I need to take all the gear there and Tuesdays don't really work for him. So I'm just going to pre-record it and we'll upload that one as well. But, um, but yeah, episode 30, I'm going to just thank AFCO, Marshware, especially iStrike as well. iStrike, we just, we love those guys. They build awesome, they make awesome stuff. If you haven't checked them out and, and you've been watching the show, what the heck are you doing? Go check them out. Go buy some stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so MJ, um, what is, what's MJ? What is it? Stand for? Michael J. J. My, is it Michael Jordan? Jordan? No. <laughs> I get it all done. J-A-Y. J-A-Y. I'm also a junior, so. Michael J. Jr.? Yeah. I like that. It flows off the tongue. Right? My mom didn't <laughs> want two mics in the house, so my dad goes by Mike, and I go by MJ. By MJ? Right on. So. Right on. I, I used to want to go by, by JB when I was younger. I, don't know. I just thought it was cool. And then for a while, I wanted my name to be Nick. I thought Nick was like the coolest name when I was a kid. <laughs> now I love my name, but I wanted to have, a, have like a, a name everyone else had. But um, so let's start out with the, the question we always ask everybody, and, and uh, that is, how did you get into fishing? Uh I got into fishing the, the the first day that I think we moved to North Carolina. I'm from originally from Baltimore, Maryland, so I moved here when I was three. My dad took me to our neighborhood pond with this Mickey Mouse push button like Walmart rod, and I got broken off by like over three pound bass, and I was so broke, like heartbroken. Over it. My dad was like, "Do you see the bite?" My my dad doesn't care about fishing. He's a big deer hunter, um, so like. I try to drag him, and during deer season, they're like, when the trout are good, he's like, no, nah, I'm deer hunting, deer hunting. I was like, come on, I need something to go with me. Right. Like, it'll be like, I got an hour after work, I'll go. It's like, all right, cool. And then we start smacking trout, and he's like, this is fun. It's like, <laughs> you had to convert him. Yeah. But he's he's a diehard deer hunter, so I kind of started fishing with other people. It's like, he, obviously, he doesn't charter, like, he doesn't charter fish, like, I kind of paid my own path, bought my own boat. And uh, started just, you know, fishing with people all, all over North Carolina. Like, I, I fished in Swansboro for a long time, like a, a year and a half probably, with different people learning that area. And then I got into, New, like, moved to Newburn again after college and started fishing with people there. And I just started, like, learning spots, learning yeah. spots. And then I got my captain's license. That was always a goal of mine. And after, like, after that, I got the boat. And I was like, I, I think I can make, make it doing this. Yeah. And, during, and then drum season kind of was like a tester. Is like because it can be a very good fishery, like easy, or it can be hard. Mm-hmm. And like some of those hard days, I, I I've caught one or two fish on a charter, and other boys are like, man, we caught one, you know. And and then there's some days that I fun fish and didn't catch anything. I got I got obviously very fortunate that 
all my days the charters lined up first year charter you know i didn't know what i was getting into so my, i fish a flat bottom so the panwico sound can get pretty snotty yeah so i had six drum charters past year each day was like five to ten no wind like oh, man. that's awesome i was like time it might be time to upgrade so <laughs> I'm, boats for sale and got a new boat coming on the way a little it's kind of like your Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's a Southern Cross, right? Yep. Yeah, those, those are sweet. Those are really, really so, cool. So, so, so what's the boat? Tell people if, they, if they're looking. If so, they're the uh, it's clean looking. It's a, it's a, it's the old down Easter hull. Uh, kind of a uh, modified V. It looks like a Parker, Jonas Brothers, Kate Fisherman. Um, or no, no, no. What's your old boat? Oh, old people boat. want to buy it from you. Oh, old <laughs> boat's a uh, 21-foot Carolina skimmer. Also built by Carolina Yachts that make the... Uh, Southern Cross also. It's it's the old Southern Skimmer mold that they bought when they went out of business. Added strakes on the bottom so they can turn. Mm-hmm. And I got a tunnel, jack plate, uh, tabs, um, live oil roller, wash down. And those boats are kind of good for everything. I mean, you can fish inshore I'm, with I them. I think I'm going to cry when I sell because <laughs> you I can fish big water with it. Yeah. I, I could fish five people and, you know, you might get a hook in your back, but it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> you can always pull it out the old monitor. Oh, yeah. But so the the new boat that you're getting, um, what can it handle some pretty? It'll, it's only got a twelve degree dead rise. It'll handle that chop, that yeah. wind chop that gets on the river. It's like that flat bottom will beat you to death, sort of. But yeah. it's every flat bottom. Because most people don't get as lucky as you did, where you get yeah five days. I know, I, I, I know a lot of my a lot of my good there. good friends that do charter up there. They're like it was so rough they had to just resort to bottom fish dead bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I love to pop court uh, pop and court fish so. It's, it's, you definitely need slick cam days to fish that that's so you can see the bait. So. Yeah, for sure. Are you fishing? Are you mostly running out of Newburn when you're fishing? Are you trailering down and putting in closer to the mouth of the river? Um, it, I can move. You I can move, move over. So yeah, I yeah. need to fish right now. The fish have been in Newburn since you know the summer, so it's like I haven't really had a drive. But um, I fish tournaments like in the Bay River. Yeah, and, uh, I love that fishery. Bay River is awesome. That's, until the nets get in there. Yeah, yeah, that'll that's a whole other story. Yeah, and then um. Love the Bay River too. Uh, trailer down there. I'll trailer it to you know Oriental. That's where I fish mm-hmm. drum fish out of. Yeah, area. out of Oriental. So that that that's what that was my question. Like when you're when you're drum fishing, you're trailering down there, washing yeah. out of there and fishing. Cool. So cool. I live. I kind of live. I live in Northwest Creek, which is like in the middle of Newburn and uh, kind of like Minnesota Beach area. So those like sometimes there's a first wave of fish that come in, and I can fish all right out of my neighborhood. <clears throat> yeah, that's but cool. Then, but then once those fish kind of get spooked and you know whatever, then mm-hmm. I'll trailer down to Oriental. Yeah. And it's like one of those that I would get to the boat ramp an hour and a half early just to sit there at, at the slip and wait till I could have a parking spot. That's like how, <laughs> oh, how no. crazy it is. Really? Yeah. And this I remember caught on down there. it really caught on. It, it's big. I think uh, the how first long time. Ago oh, did it, how long ago did it catch on about the big drum? Uh, everyone's kind of fished with big drum, but then I think it was uh, one of the guys that is a full time guy down there, Gary Dubia. He. Uh, he started, I, I believe he, he discovered the popping court mm-hmm. movement or correct me if I'm wrong, I, I have no idea. Yeah, he, he was, I think it's kind of known that he was maybe the founder of the popping court yeah. down there in the Pamela Um I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure if that's... People, I'm, when I'm people realize that they could court fish for them or catch them on officials like yeah. that, it definitely grill. And you know, just like any fishery, the exposure is good for the guides and then it, it, it can hurt, hurt too at the same time. And, and I think I think they've definitely seen seen that there in Oriental, but... There's a lot of fish to go around, but just like anywhere, you know, those fish are coming in and out of that, that yeah. zone. And so if, if, you know, if they're not there, mm-hmm. it's, it can be pretty tough, but. And it's happened right now with trout too. It's like, oh, a trout are in Newburn. It's like, I saw 37 foot lures trout fishing. Really? Yeah. It's like, I counted 22 boats in one creek. How, how long Ooh, ago was that? Yeah. Uh, like a week and a half ago. God, that, that was like that down here. And it's yeah, kind of, everybody's transitioned like, that way. You know, the new river is where people are kind of starting yeah. and then fishing all the way up into the Pamela Sound. Well, that's cool. That's a cool story. So the bass, I mean, that's such a common trend for people. They go out and it's so easy to access a little bass pond, go catch mm-hmm. your first fish. Yeah. And, and then that, some people get, get hooked and other people are like, ah, oh, it's not for me. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, we got pretty hooked from that. So Addicted, I think. Addicted. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, it's, it's, it's a fish pond. <laughs> um, well, the, the, your area is such a unique yeah. fishery. I mean, they have, you have really good trout fishing certain times of year. You got the big drum. Coming in certain times of year, how yeah. was the how was just like the slot drum fishing there? It was like if you found a slot drum, it was like finding a diamond in the rough. Honestly. Was it? It see a lot of rats though. A lot of little guys around. Tons of rats. Yeah. It was like 
you could go to one bank and, and catch five, six rats in no time. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was pretty, it got to the point where it was annoying. Yeah. It was, but you're like, man, it's going to be sweet next year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every fish is going to be 19, 20 inches. It's like going to be bombing. Yeah. But, uh, I think we fished, well, the four tournaments that I fished, there was like probably six redfish brought in the whole tournament. Really? And they were all caught at the beach. Yeah. And a couple of them were caught in the river, 18 and a half, 19 inch fish, but. It was just, that freeze we had, I believe, is what I've heard from a ton of people. That freeze we had two years ago mm-hmm. was like negatives, you know. Yeah. Nine. Boat ramps frozen over. When the, the duck hunting the was whole, good. The, yeah. The yeah. whole noose froze and it killed a lot of redfish yeah. and along the trout too. But did did the red did the trout push out of there more? Do you know? Did they push into some deeper water? Like did the redfish stay in the creeks and that's what killed them? Or a lot of the trout stay in the creeks and get killed as well. They they all push the deep water. It's yeah. just. Stays cold that long. It's yeah, just, damage I right guess some got caught, or you know, there's no telling. So, what about that fishery? And I fished up there. I've, I've fished. I put in at Newburn one time ever mm-hmm. and fished out there. Trout fishing. We got skunked pretty hard. Um, actually, we caught a mullet. We caught a mullet on a mirror that day. Oh, nice. And uh, I think we probably just snagged him in the list. But um, <laughs> fished on Oriental a bunch. I used to go up there and run some charters early on um, in my career in the fall, um, and it was just not. Money wise, it just didn't make sense for me yeah. to drive up there for the day, and it was exhausting. But I would love to keep doing that. But I, so let's talk about like living in Newburn and being a, a captain out of that area. What would you say is the unique thing across the board about your fishery? Like, what do you really enjoy about that area? Uh, it's just it's cool because you can you know put in you know downtown, which is not not like you're in Charlotte or anything. Yeah. Raleigh, it's it's little home hometown downtown, and boat ramps in the park and. <laughs> You always got people watching you, so you better not end up a qualified captain. <laughs> and uh, it's cool when people show it, like you're done off your charter and you got you know three limits of fish on the on the deck, and guys, people, girls, all come up and like, wow, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you, it's uh, it's cool because you're like seeing bridges when you leave, and then when you when you're you know past the bridges, you're in like wilderness. Yeah, for sure. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's all yeah. marsh and tons of cormorants and uh, seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. How many creeks are there between Newburn and Oriental to fish? Like to get off of the main stem of the river and, and tuck back in? Are there are there many? Yeah, there's probably like six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. You got gotcha. Duck Duck Creek right by the right by They the name river. all the creeks the same. Like the New River Creek names are like the same as all the rivers up in the Pamlico. Like they get pretty uncreative. I feel like <laughs> oh, yeah. like New River's got a duck and so it's, it's like Duck Creek and then Northwest Creek. Then Broad Creek, then Goose Creek, then Slocum Creek, then Hancock, then Clubfoot, then Adams Creek, then Oriental. Adams cuts back over to Dawson's Creek, then Oriental, and then South River. I like how you're. Yeah, I'm going up. I'm going up the. the, the, the that was impressive. impressive. Are there uh, are there certain creeks that you kind of make your make your living in, like uh, that you fish more than others? Uh, you don't have to share the exact creeks, but, but um, like, are you fish? Are you? Does it depend on the day, or are there spot like certain spots that you seem like are better to you? Or it's just kind of like one of those like what creeks been hot, like yeah. And you you know you got a network. Like you you got sure. your guys that you talk to. Like oh, I fish this creek. Uh, what you catch? Well, I'll warm up for like thirty minutes and then shut off. But yeah. they're here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I caught this here and then the bite shut off and then it got dark, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of, you kind of like strategize, you kind of, you're, you're able to kind of hit all your creeks if it really turns on you. Like if you show up first three spots of duds, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go try this creek and yeah. this bank. Yeah. I mean, the fish have tails, they're going to swim. For sure. Yeah. You know, you, you fish swim. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes they'll be there, but they usually they won't. Yeah. 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 It uh, it, it can be frustrating this time of year. I, I feel like you see it more than than anything as it gets a little cooler. Fish get locked into their little zones, and they'll be in there. You'll catch them yeah. for a week, and you go back two days off the water, and you go back, and you can't find them. It's well, funny. By the end of the day, you finally find another group somewhere. And it's funny you say cooler because the water temperatures. Yeah, I guess it's not risen. <laughs> it's it was like forty nine degrees before it got hot. Now it's like sixty four. Yeah, we had sixty four wow. today in the river. It's crazy and, catching them on top water. Yeah. Fish so, have got to be extremely confused there it is. as to what's happening. <laughs> I'm just as confused. <laughs> I'm nervous. We're gonna we're gonna get a pretty bad cold weather February and March. Yeah. I hope we don't get a freeze, but it's like I feel like the year that it did freeze, we had this. It, it was super warm, and then all of a sudden we just got smacked by yeah. a huge cold yeah. front that set on us. No, 
Um, if we if we have to get a cold front, I was like, why can't we just get it? You know, in January during yeah, the ducks. <laughs> in February, it's just terrible all, all across the board. Now we can't get that lucky. But what is uh, what's your favorite uh, fish to target there? My favorite fish in the noose is the 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 prize possession is the speckled trout. The speckled trout, and then uh, then the old drum. The, the old drum are fun, but they can get tiring after a month, month mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. yeah. They're fun to catch, but there's no, there's not a ton of science to the, the no. red, red fish in general, really. You know, they're, it's, I will say it's fun when like guiding, like getting people on it. Oh yeah. It's, it's a different reaction almost every time. Yeah. And then the trout fishing, I, I tell people, you got to feel the bite. Yeah. And the bite's the mm-hmm. best part. It don't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter what size of fish is. The bite's the best part. That's fun. Even for someone that's like. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to Newburn and and hire a guide, and you take them out, and they catch like a thirty pound red drum. Yeah, and they hook into it. They're like, "Holy crap! <laughs> what is this?" Thing? The best has got to be people that are that are you know don't realize that that's going on that time of year. They book a trip. Yeah. They're in town. They go out. They're like, oh man, this is crazy. Well, they're also like, "What are like what is an old drum?" Like, uh, it's like a it's a drum that's older than other drum fish. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, Cameron, Cameron's written out kind of some, some fishing sure, questions yeah. here that he's going to dive through. We'll just let the conversation flow off of that. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think we all know that, like, seasons affect the fishing, but in your area, depending on the season, what are you fishing for? Uh, so, January through, like, March, April, you're fishing trout still. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like trout year-round, depending, well, depending if we don't get a freeze or not, but... Mm-hmm. Um, those trout will be there all year. They'll be in those deep creeks, 17, yeah. 18 feet, tough to six feet. You'll fish that ledge. Um, then going from, I guess it would be April to July, you're fishing flounder, redfish, trout. Those trout will still be there. They'll be, they'll be out like the points of the sound, main yeah. river stuff. Yeah. Um, They're a lot like bass, like the way bass cycle yeah. through their, their positions. They, they, like that, they like that mud in the wintertime, and then they'll, they'll go out to the sand mm-hmm. where all those shrimp, yeah. they, you know, shine or uh, Little menhaden? No, the uh, the mud minnows. Close. The, uh, Killifish. Silver Silversides. Silver size, okay. minnows, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then from like July, middle of or end of July, I guess, to end of September is like old drum. Old drum. Yeah. And that's all I, I can care less about a trout. Man. Yeah. And then October, it's like trout, 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 trout. Yeah. It's nice to have the seasons. It keeps things fresh and like. Yeah. And know. then I, I, want, I do well with the new boat. I do want to get into. Outdoor, outdoor fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. That, that's some of my favorite fishing. That is fun. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, with the with that fishery, do you target the striper much, or for you? I mean, I know some guys are pretty dialed in on the striper. There, some is guys that, are dialed in. I'm not. Is it more of a bycatch for you? Yeah, it's more of a bycatch. Yeah. I'm not as dialed in as like my buddy Ashley King. He's dialed in on it. He uses like size can, like religious, and he he's good at it. Um, they're more. They're they all hang out together. The trout mm-hmm. stripers all hang out together. Where I fish, at least. Yeah. So you know, like I told you earlier, it's like we were trout fishing out. I mean, this song, I told my roommate get the net because <laughs> this <laughs> it's is a, a monster, and it'll be like a twenty-eight inch redfish. It's like, or oh, sorry, rockfish. Rockfish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes. I mean, they're they're everywhere. They're around. Yeah. It's it's a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. So they like structure. They like hanging around bridges and yeah docks, and we got that old dilapidated marina right there in that wake zone. And they're hanging around there pretty good. Are they? When uh, around Christmas time, they're there. So I've always heard, and I haven't fished it, but everyone's like, "Oh yeah, if you want to catch striper there, you just go into the bridge heading heading down river, and that whole bank on your right with all the stumps and everything. Like, That's the spot to catch them." <laughs> I'm always like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out there and catch me some striper." We had such a solid fisher here for striper, and that, that hurricane just Florence messed yeah. us up so bad it killed tons of fish. And um, was uh, working on a little filming project with a, a captain we've had on here, John Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, and we were striper fishing, and, and we caught we caught a good number of striper, but but a lot of little ones. You know, the little ones yeah. made it through, and yeah. um, I think there's definitely still some good fish on the biggest fish I've heard of since the hurricane. I'm sure there's been a big one caught that's like six pounds, so nothing crazy, but I mean, yeah. there there there's there's been 20, 30, 35 pound fish pulled out of the that's the river here, which is cool. A lot of the bait fishermen, um, you know, you'll hear of them catching one or two a year. That's big, yeah, 20, 30 pounder. All stocked fish, though. Yeah, all stocked fish. They do they have those the broken lines on them that so you can tell that you know yeah. the hybrids and the yeah, the, stripers. yeah the, if you if you look at the, the stripes the, lines. they'll be That's a little bit really mm-hmm. interesting and they're 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 having some success trying to get some to spawn but we talk about that a lot and i don't even dive, I'll talk about that in that podcast with john owens but 
But yeah, so um, what, would you have another question we were talking about? Well, I was just going to say, speaking of strappers, I made a huge mistake one time. And the first time I ever went in to fish for strappers in uh, is the Rona. The Rona? Oh, Lotto. Yeah. Rona. I didn't bring a net. <laughs> and I'm like, just thinking in my head, I don't, I pretty much, I don't use a net very often anyways. And we're like trying to grab these fish and get them in the boat. That is not a fish. Fins, like oh fins. my God. And on their gill players, players, man. Yeah, they're, they've got this they're little two little razors. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, just a tip there. If you're going to get a striper, <laughs> sure every time a striper hits them, he chokes it, so you can't even live it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially with trebles. You know, you get yeah. a J-hook or something on yeah. there, it's fine, but you try to get a, uh, trebles out of the back of a striper. Yeah, I can't imagine getting one of those little three yeses you like to fish, like trying to get that out of the back of the striper's throat. Yeah, you'll see a lot of these folks back. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the heart baits you bought, because you said something interesting when you got here. <laughs> you put them out all on the table, and I said, man, you... Uh, these are all hard baits, and he said, "Yeah, I don't fish soft plastic." I think he said, "I hate soft plastic." Yeah, yeah, I, I think he like did. <laughs> there. Can, can you dive into that a little bit? Because like I, I, I use both, but um, tell us why you don't use soft plastic. I don't use soft plastic plastics just because of the bite. I don't. Mm -hmm. You can't. It's like not like a definite bite. You're on the bottom. I get snagged a lot. It's like I have the worst luck with getting a stump or you mm -hmm. know something like that. But there's a ton of branches and everything on that mud flat that can get in the way and, and honestly kind of ruin it if you do get snagged on yeah. it and go up there and get it but these suspended baits and you know mirror lures Yozuri 3Ds and some Yozuri bass baits but um they they work you work them just right you can pause for six seven seconds and very rarely get snagged yeah on yeah. anything they're uh it's crazy how weedless you can be with treble hooks like if you know how to fish the bait correctly in the right depth to mm -hmm. fish in like you're, you're pretty it can be pretty fail-proof. I, I, I was blown away the first time I threw a square bill bass fishing where I was fishing with my brother. And he's like, no, you just throw it right up there in those, in those stumps and whatnot. And they just, the way the bill is designed and the two trebles off the back, they'll just bump all you want it knocking off the stumps. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah the, a lot of those baits are designed really well to be weedless. And the, 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 way, the cadence and how the, a lot of those like little Yozuris and stuff will ride is that bill will kind yeah. of just barely, I mean, the, with those short bills, it can be a little tougher, but yeah. But yeah, they uh, they work they work. This is a deadly bait. Yeah, talk about that bait a little bit. So it's it's a floating Yozuri. It, it it floats, but it dives down. It's Hold it up for the camera real quick, right out there. Um, you don't have to get super close, but yeah, what what is that one called again? It's it's called a Yozuri Flat Crank 3D. Okay, it's a bass bait, and uh, it floats, but as soon as you pop it, it dives to like a foot and a half, two feet deep, uh -huh. and it's got real short like little shakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you work it just like a mirror lure, and it floats up real slow. And just yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. And they thump it. They thump it. I like that color too. It's awesome. a good looking color. Yeah, and then this one's just got a bigger bill on it. Um, same thing. It's just it's like it's three D minnow, but just got a, a little more bill. Fish yeah, water. like six, seven feet of water. Yeah. Um, it's just a normal three D. I got these at Intercoastal Angler when I was here like last time. So you were talking, uh, you were talking about the three DS being your favorite bait. You want to go into why you like that bait so much? Because other than the fact that it just gets bit. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the 3D just because of the size. Like you look at a mirror lure and then you look at 3D, it's like mirror lure is kind of like a, a, a you know main, and then just like 3D is a little slim, slim like yeah. slim shape. And I feel mm -hmm. I feel like that they're feeding on something, something little small, you know, wintertime something smaller, mm -hmm. and it's a good fit. I, I call it the fish finder. The fish finder because if there's a fish, it's gonna bite it. It's gonna eat it. And uh, I threw one today, man. They wouldn't freaking touch it. But I do love the 3DS, man. I throw that, that bait a lot. The redfish love it, too. Have you caught some redfish on it yeah. there? Yeah. The only problem is the hooks they come with, man. You, yeah, look, yeah. you look like a 20 redfish, and they'll... Do you change I, your hooks out on them much? Yeah, I change, this, I change these out with some heavier hooks so they'll sink a little faster. Yeah. But I need to change them again. Getting bent out a little bit? Yeah. That one looks like it's been chewed up a little <laughs> bit. So, uh, you got any more questions there you want to dive into? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, what do you? what kind of rod and reels are you using? I throw... Uh, those Florida Osprey 3000s, um, fish Shimano Nassies. Uh, I might have to get a new shipment of Shimano Nassies in because they're just, they're, I've had them for three years, they're straight bulletproof. Uh, are those the ones that you use for trout? Yeah. And for redfish? Uh, I use, um, actually got a deal on some Fenora, what are they, Fenora Lethals mm -hmm. for, for drum. Mm -hmm. So I got 4000s and 5000s of those after a popping cork, like 40 pound test for you may have said it earlier, but what reel do you like for trout? 
Oh, like a three thousand or like a twenty five hundred. Three thousand. Like a fifteen yeah, pound great. braid. It's like yeah. it's it's a it's a perfect all around mm-hmm. rod. Yeah. What do you fish leader wise? Uh, right now I size down to twelve. Twelve pound. Yeah. So I'm fishing. Like, does well. the water clear up that much in your it, area in the winter? It does, sort of. If it doesn't rain. Mm-hmm. It's like, like a tea color, like a like a clear but stained. <laughs> it's like right now it's like. Uh, there's nothing even here. You're going to have to use your words to describe it's, it. It looks like that. It's like a it's like an orange, copper, nasty, like... Uh-huh. From the rain we've been having. Yeah. It, I was surprised today in the mirror. It was, it was pretty nasty. You get back in some of the creeks and it's, it's better downtown in Jacksonville. It was, it was yeah. gross orange. Do you ever put any scent on these? Uh, I know people that do, but I, I think it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so dumb. I, I've I know uh, I know some guys around here that do real well on it. They like sin on that. I've know, I've talked to some guys that even put sin on their topwater plugs, which is interesting. I've I've never done it, but you know. I mean, because on the thing it says like for soft and hard plastics. Yeah. Right? Oh, there's guys that put them on hard yeah. baits. I, I've never put it. on I think on a bait that you're you're twitching and letting it pause and sitting there. Mm-hmm. You know, you twitch it, some comes off, and then you know yeah. you're getting this cloud of scent yeah. off yeah. that bait. I think it can be effective. No, I have I have used it because I do fish with people that do use it, and it's like. Man, if they start jacking fish, then I'm, I'm, I have a bottle, but it's like I never use it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I like to use it as well, mostly on soft plastic. You get those pockets where you can slide that yeah. stuff in there, and it yeah. makes more sense. And then you get it all over your hard bait, and you got to put it back in your tackle box, oh. and it's slimy, and you get it all over Dude, your. Dude, that stuff on your fingers, man, is yeah. yeah it's it, when I do use it on soft plastics, my pants are just like <laughs> smeared with it. It's nice this time you got bibs. You can just yeah. wipe on your bibs, but. All right, so let's get a little, we're going to be kind of technical here, but let's dive into the trout again because, you know, trout's been super popular this fall. It's been a good year. Everyone really wants to know. I mean, I think we could do trout episode every week all year yeah. long and people would be into it because <laughs> there's so much to it. But take us through kind of the transition of, you know, the start of the fall fishing and kind of where, where you're fishing mm-hmm. through the, you know, late fall into the winter and then spring and summer. Just kind of give us that year-round all right, um, so movement of the, that population of fish in the fall, you're fishing, you know, the the mouths of the creeks. Yeah, there you look from bait. Um, I I love that four to five foot range. Yeah, it's like what I I, I look for. A I mean, four to five foot like steady shelf, or are you looking steady, for like four to five foot on a drop off, or steady like flat, a flat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like your bass fishing. You're 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 working a bank, beating a bank, cast, cast, cast until you find a fish, and you I had an anchor locked, and it's like heyday. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like kind of just finding the fish on that flat and then it could be like that all fall and then you just work up bank, bank points, work little bays, little yeah. nuts. Um, and like, and you do work your uh, drop offs and you know, like two to four, two to five, four to six, like those little structures sure, sure, little stumps and stuff. Um, then that, as that transition, they'll start to move up, you know, farther up into the creeks, they'll get into that. On those warmer days, you can pattern them on the fall, uh-huh. like pattern, mm-hmm. and then when it's cold, they'll be up in those creeks. Yeah, they'll be in that seven, eight to four, four foot, seven, eight foot drop. Yeah, and like hard of winter when it gets cold, like waters high forties, they'll be in those like seventeen foot holes. Yeah, that's when they get real. That's when you gotta switch. That's when you gotta switch to your eighteens and yeah, a lot of those guys are those fifty twos. Yep, big baits. Yeah, um, a lot of people throw soft plastics. Um, I'll throw this. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a top loader up here. Do you ever throw top, top loaders for? It's my least confident bait. Really? I've never caught a big fish on top water. Yeah. Really? That's so, crazy. I, I like, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it sh- goes to show that everyone's got what they're confident in. Mm-hmm. Like me and my buddy Ben were talking about it today. We had different baits tied on. We're fishing on. We were kind of having pretty tough luck at first and. He reaches in his bag and pulls out a DOA shrimp and ties it on. And I'm like, all right, you're going to make one cast and catch a fish on that. Because we saw fish blowing up in the area, which couldn't get to eat. And I was like, I, I had a conversation with him. And I was like, man, this is what happens so often trout fishing. Because I'll have all, the, all this other stuff tied on. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I'm back to a DOA shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fishing a DOA shrimp again. And I'm like, why do I ever even change it? But, but uh, it's it, that's one crazy thing about trout is you can be sitting in an area, you know, throw one bait throw another bait, throw another bait, no bites. All of a sudden you find what they want to eat and you can catch 20 fish in the exact same yeah. spot. You didn't have a bite for an hour. So, yeah, it's my, it's my least confident bait. I've, I've caught trout on top water. I've seen trout get caught on top water. Mm-hmm. I tried, I, I can't do it. <laughs> nothing. I get swirls. Yeah. Nothing eats it. Yeah. I tie on Yozuri. Yeah. 
just like it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So in the spring, do you kind of see that transition in the opposite pattern yeah. where the fish so start, start to move out? They'll start to move out and get to those points and fall kind of pattern. Um, mm-hmm. They start to get up real shallow too because they're just they're munching. Yeah, they're, they're looking for that bait. Minnows and you know those little mosquito, um, whatever they're called, those little ditch minnows, ditch minnows, wherever they're at, and uh, they're just they're in the summertime or not summer, the spring. I'll throw a lot of popping forks. Yeah, little one sixteenth ounce jig heads and saltwater assassins. And so is there a certain color you like in the saltwater? Uh, opening night with a chartreuse tail. Um, there's another little coffee, coffee color. With a chartreuse tail. Kind of like a natural, like a brown. Yeah, like that color right there. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, the chartreuse tail. Um, purples, like a magenta color with a chartreuse. Anything chartreuse yeah. tail. Yeah, that popping cork's a nice bait when they're on those flats, you know, because you, yeah. you can hold it in an area. It's like a, it's like a suspended and, bait. You and know? it sits in the strike zone the longest out yeah. of any bait. There is. When you're, when you're uh, working a popping cork, are you let, uh, what's the longest you'll let it sit? Um, like in between, in between pops. And then I reel on my slack. So just single yeah. pops? Yeah. Single pops. I like it. Everyone's got different methods. What's your what's your popping cork by the camera? You're a popping cork <laughs> assassin. <laughs> this year I was, man. I, I really enjoyed fishing a popping cork, actually. Um, I don't know. I think it uh, it just depends. Like I'll throw it out there and I'll try, you know, one pop every it's called three seconds or so. Yeah. No bites, I'll throw it out there again, do two pops. If nobody's throwing out there, pop it a lot faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it just depends. But yeah, generally speaking, I feel like it's one pop every yeah. three seconds or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and sure. I think I'm more of an aggressive. Right? I'll be like, pop, 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 and let it sit. And then pop, and then let it sit, and then pop, pop. You know, I'm changing it up. <laughs> See, I, do it I, like, I have, I'm super soft. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like... <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, I like drum fishing. You got to do that. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you kill your shoulder by the end of the day. It's funny, man. Popping cork fishing is funny. I, I mean, I feel like we can maybe do a whole episode on pop. I'm, I'm never going to do yeah. it, but a whole People episode on popping pop <laughs> cork fishing, man. But they, there's not watching a popping cork go underwater. Is, oh, it's, 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 it's so it's rudimentary. Like oh, takes no. you back to the, <laughs> yeah. the early days of it always fishing a shiner under a bobber, and it always happens when you're like, yeah, when you're not looking, what? and it's then like, your buddy's like. Or they hit it so hard and you're not looking and it pulls it right out of the The popping cork's a a, a great bait. Well, I'm going to have to have you down here to catch some trout on top water. I want you to get a fall level. I wonder if if you're not as confident there just because it seems like I'll have deeper deeper water than we do. Yeah. Um, This time of year, especially fishing that deeper water. But those flats, I mean, that's like perfect top water stuff. That's true. Now, like my fishing partner, Alex Huffman. He's a topwater slayer. Like he can big, big trout on top water. Really? And it's like we fish the same spots. Mm-hmm. I get no luck. Yeah, <laughs> I get no luck. That's funny. Like, yeah, it's it's a funny bait, man. It's uh, it's all or nothing sometimes. You can pick yeah. up like a red and white heat and spook. You can pick up a, a, a black and yellow or a black and chartreuse. Like top dog, and like nothing. Yeah, I pick up like. I could fish the same bait as someone else, and I still wouldn't catch one. It's like how it rolls. <laughs> it's the curse, man. You got the top water curse. <laughs> That's like, funny. Um, I'm curious why, like here in Wilmington, our trap fishing gets really good in the fall, and it's it gets trickier as the winter goes on. Um, but then in the summer, it's like they just disappear. Yeah. And in there, it's like the trap fishing can be really good there in the yeah. summer sometimes. And I, I think a lot of our population is. migrates north. So we get a lot of fish that migrate south from Virginia Beach, Chesapeake yeah. Bay, stuff like that. And then as our water warms back up, a lot of our fish hit the ocean again in the spring and start moving back up and filling into those bigger ash stories. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we do have fish in the summer, and, and it's it's easier to catch a citation fish in the mm-hmm. summer because the females are full of eggs. You yeah, know, they, yeah. they're, they're pre-spawn. And, mm-hmm. um, you can get a five-pound fish a little easier. Like this time of year, you'll get that 26, 27-inch fish that might not even be five pounds, Yeah, um, at least around here. But but it, it's, a, it's a cool fish up there. I, I'd fish, before I even fished the new river, which I would say is the most like the noose for what we have around here. Yeah, I, I went up and fished the Bay River a bunch with my brother, uh, uh, late high school, early college, and that's a cool fishery, man. That was my first time, like I'd say late high school, where I had some really good days on like suspending baits and mirror yeah. lures. And you know, you, the first time you throw a mirror lure on, like it's if you're if you don't have someone that's like confident in it, it is a bait that is I, terrifying to throw. Yeah, I you're like, have confidence. In <laughs> yeah, you're like, how do you catch fish on these things, man? And, right. But then once you figure out where to throw yeah. it, how to work yeah, a suspending work, bait, and, and that's a mirror lure, that's a 3ds, that's any of those hard baits. 
then it's like, oh, wow, this is like the ticket. And the way they thump it, man, the way they thump a hard bait, they want to kill it. Yeah. Front head of the bait, usually down in the back of the throat. That's yeah. how you know. Easy <laughs> head first. Like most treble hooks, like pinned in the mouth. <laughs> Each corner is like, get the pliers. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice <laughs> when it's a big old fish and you're glad you got in the boat when it's like yeah. a 16 inch fish with that thing jammed back in there and you got to get it out. Yeah. That's how it's like. Snaggle tooth. I was scared of the trout. I haven't caught trout well recently, like the past couple weeks. I've mm-hmm. been red fishing and I got a hook in the hand today and then all the trout I wasn't hooking, I was like, I don't, I don't trust these things. I'm so good at handling them really spawn. Now I'm nervous I'm going to get a hook. I don't know whether they're going to shake their head. And that, man, when you sit on a trout and they come up and that, just thrashing that head back yeah. and forth. I love it. I, love I, was, it yeah. I was fishing in like nighttime with one of my buddies. It was like spur of the moment trip. And it was, a lot, it was actually the last full moon in December. And, uh, I was like, let's go. He's like, all right, drove up from, drove down from Greenville. Went, got, put the boat in the water at like six o'clock. It was already dark. Get to the spot, anchor lock. I was like, I think they're right, they're right in here. Started fishing in the dark. You just hear, yeah. we're just, we're just, that's awesome. like 60 trials. Are you still <laughs> catching them at night decent now? Or is it with, I know the water's warm back up, but for me, it's like the night fishing's good early when the water's still warm, but when it starts to get, Cooler. I mean, we probably need to night fish again now, being in the 60s. Yeah. Um, have you night fished lately? I haven't lately, no. I'm probably going to go tomorrow. going to go tomorrow? Yeah. I've heard of, um, so I went up to your area for a tournament one time because it was like you had to catch um, redfish and trout and flounder. Yeah. And it was like the aggregate of three of each yeah. fish. And I could not find a trout here. And this is it. This was in the summer. And I have a friend who lives up there. And he was like, man, you need to come up here. There is trout everywhere. And he sent me a video at night on a dock, and you could see hundreds of yeah. trout just swimming around underneath this light in the summer. That's awesome. The Bay River's fun in the summer. Yeah. And there's big trout in the Bay River. That's cool. Have you fished the uh, the White Oak River much down, down on yeah. Salter? Yeah. I, uh, I fished with my boss. He, uh, he, lives, he used to live on the White Oak. Oh, cool. And we would go out like every day after work. And... It was. It, it's cool because it's 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 different. It's a river, but it's got oysters and it's got tide and kind of got to be more like our Cape Fear River here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we don't. I don't have that on the news. We don't have oysters. Yeah. Um, and don't have a tide either. So you get y'all have deep water oysters there, right? Like out, out in the middle of the sound. They all got dredged up with they, the shrimp boats. Oh, they're gotten dragged up with the shrimp boats. But they're starting to put some artificial reefs that are strictly oysters, and gotcha. they got like oyster habitats, and like in the Bay River and stuff, they got the uh-huh. farmed oysters and stuff. Right on. Um, they're starting to get back to, but like the the white oak is is a cool fishery because it's 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 tide driven. A lot of it is, and you you, know, you could fish one one point on an outgoing tide, and you go fish the the other point, the other outside of it, or something on the inside. Yeah, like, it, it swaps around. So. That's like what we deal with a lot here, uh, lower Cape Fear, and then fishing, you know, the, the coastal marshes around Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach. I think b- being in an area where you can fish these different types of estuaries for the same fish, it can be frustrating, but I, I think it does nothing but make you a better angler overall and understand those fish more. And um, I remember my first couple of times fishing, you know, non-tidal areas for trout, and I was like, where yeah, do some, I start? <laughs> sometimes it's like, Man, I kind of wish there was a tide just to kind of like kickstart them because yeah. that tide that tide change could like turn them on instant. Oh yeah, yeah. so it's like fishing at home. It's it's you kind of gotta just work work your way until you find them. But once you find them, they're, they're usually there for good. Yeah, and then you kind of pattern off of that. But here lately, it's it's hard because you can fish one spot when forty degrees in the morning and fish the other spot at sixty degrees. Yeah, and they're not there somewhere else. They no. move. So you fish. Uh, you fit most of your focus is on the trout, but w- when you do, do you ever go out around Newburn and like you're like, all right, I'm fishing for redfish today. Target not the bull redfish. But do you ever go yeah. target the the slot fish and the smaller redfish? Um, in the summertime, if I'm targeting them, I'll I'll tie on a popping cork. Tie on a popping cork. Yeah, yeah they're it's like bread and butter. It's the bread and butter yeah. form. Yeah, that's they, they hang around. Well, this summer they hung around Newburn a lot because of the so Newburn. It's very salinity dependent. So it's like. If we don't get a lot of rain, like Raleigh doesn't get a lot of rain, we don't get a lot of rain, then that salinity from the sound pushes up. And those redfish will actually, like, and all other, you know, estuary fish will push up into Newburn and hang around there, which they did this year. So that's why the trout fishing is, like, crazy up in the Trent River. So, like, usually the trout don't get in the Trent, but since they were already here, by them migrating, you know, late 
December, they're already up in the Trenton. Usually they're not there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. They're all the way there in the Trenton. Do, it's all, it's all thing. do the small red drum. Do you, do you ever find them in big schools? Yeah. You do? They're the same, probably the same as they are here. You know, yeah. find one and find new them. Move around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Is it, can you sight fish them? The water's too nasty. Mm-hmm. It's too nasty. Do you ever get them waking? Like you can see schools up and waking in shallow water yeah. or anything like that? Busting Not really. Bait. Not really. That's uh, that's one of the things that I is love. that is fun. It is fun, yeah. And I just love that. That just brings me back to loving Wilmington because mm-hmm. we've got. I'm so. We've got, but but you've got. I mean, if you, if you make it over, you know, to the the Core Sound or over around yeah. Atlantic Beach, you can get some of that stuff. Harkers Island. I have done it with a buddy there. That was I, I side casting my first redfish with uh down on Harkers Island, seeing his tail, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And the grass where you yeah. fishing the grass, yeah, that's fun. Right. It's fun. God, it's almost non-existent here now, though, man. It's it's been. This last two years have been frustrating trying yeah. to fish the grass. Or in high school, I'd go out not knowing what what I was doing. You know, go fish the same, you know, hundred yard flat every time and see twenty fish. And now I'll go fish, you know, every flat I can in the tide and see three tailing redfish. Mm-hmm. It's just tons I'm of cold. pressure. During a flood tide this past year, I'll go on flats that are really long and pull for like a mile. Yeah, and see nothing. Yeah. I know it's depressing, but if you want to fish on a flood tide trip, it's still worth it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely book a flood tide trip. I think we're gonna we, we've got really good numbers of, of smaller fish the past two years. I think we're gonna see a really good push of uh, of some fish. You know, the, yeah, I think the, that, that right size class. I think last summer was just kind of yeah, it was just a shady year for. Are there a ton of rats around here? Tons of rats. Yes, they're, this just, they're just gonna get bigger. They're just yeah, gonna get bigger. Right. Hopefully, they won't get they won't get uh, they won't get slaughtered, but. <laughs> Like I said, that's another podcast that's in the works, actually. I'd heard of a, um, someone told me that somewhere in the um, Noosa, it's either Noosa or Rona, they, they have an area now that has banned gillnets. Yeah, yeah. No, for the stripers. For the stripers. For the striper, right? yeah. thing too. Yeah. Uh, past the ferry channel, um, from Minnesota Beach to Cherry Branch, uh-huh. they, they like passed the, I guess it's a rule law or whatever. That you're not allowed to peel net up from there up to Newburn. Oh, wow. So that's like most of the creeks that I fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's word, awesome. Word on the street says it got netted, but yeah, there's you know. The, 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 I think the uh, the reasoning behind it was like we're putting they're stocking it with stripers. Yeah, and they're putting in like I don't know fifty thousand or something yeah. like that. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, you know, like we're paying, you know, like a million bucks or whatever to put these fish in, and then they. Get taken out, yeah, so yeah. we're just we just keep paying to put these fish in, and just throwing the money in. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's tough. So your uh, your trout fishing still pretty heavy right now. If people if people were to come up there, what would you tell them to look for right now? If they're going to come put in an Uber, and, and I'm not saying spots, but I'm just yeah. saying like what are the trends? What's what's happening right now? How are you catching fish? Um, I'm catching fish. Uh, you know, working banks, working those banks that go from you know two foot, four foot, five foot. And working points. You're not fishing Main River much anymore. No, You're right back in the creeks. creeks. Yeah. But, you know, some of those creeks can go wide, and the deepest the creek is is six feet. Yeah. Um, and look for mud. Uh, around the mouth will be sand, but don't yeah, don't let that fool you. There, there's mud all the way in the back. Yeah. And, you know, like upper, upper broad, you know, gets 20-some feet deep. And those fish will sit up there. But on, but on a warmer, sunny afternoon, you don't be afraid to fish four feet of water if the wind or the air temperatures, you know, 50 degrees. Yeah. Because they'll get up there on those flats. Yeah, they'll, they'll move a lot. Like yeah. people think, oh, wintertime, they're just going to be sitting in the deep water. No, they're, they're transitioning they move. up and down from those flats. How important is it to be around bait for you? It, it, it's, a, it's a hit or miss. Hit yeah, or miss. You can either see them busting or you catch a fish and there's like not a sign of bait. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's real weird to, like you can see those stripers always crushing bait yeah. because they're you know big swirls and mm-hmm. um, so you can throw them in there and catch the stripers doing that. But like trout, you'll either, you can actually probably see them head waking sometimes. Either they're either big mullets or big trout, but you always catch trout around them. So, yeah, for sure. So the bigger fish are gonna eat bigger baits, mullet, and we got a, we have a ton of pogies in the river. Yeah, in the creeks. Right big now. size pogies or the big, peanuts, big, big pogies. pogies. Right so. You know those big trout are eating some of those. Yeah. Did y'all see that picture that was circulating on Instagram? It was the trout um, with the red fish in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I'm 
Florida or Texas? Yeah, it was in Florida, yeah. Um, Chris Bush from, from Speckled Truth just did a podcast. If you haven't listened to that, if, and if you don't listen to that, check out uh, the Speckled Truth podcast. Awesome podcast. Yeah. But he just interviewed that guy, and uh, that, that's a really cool story where he fishes. and It's like a, a dammed off lagoon, and they catch some really big trout in there. There's inbreeding in the trout population there, and so they're like losing their spots, he was saying. But they're like these big spotless speckled trout with like these dark purple backs. Really cool. Whoa. But yeah, he had a whole redfish hanging out of his mouth. And he still, yeah, ate, a, still ate a, <laughs> a soft plastic or whatever it ended up eating. Today, what well, was crazy, man, and, and Ray Britton, who we've had on the show, who I, I, I really take a lot of stock in what he has to say about trout fishing. He's an incredible trout fisherman. and He, uh, he said he'll go into a creek sometimes, kill the motor, and sit there and just watch for the bait. And this is the yeah. new river. You know, it's mm-hmm. different than, than any – like all fisheries are different, but – Today, we were in a creek. He, he's always saying he's looking for that nervous bait, looking for that nervous bait. And I, I feel that sometimes. I'm like, oh, the bait's always nervous. But today, there was bait everywhere flicking in this one spot we were in. And there was like this, you know, 20-yard stretch of bank that the mullet and the menhaden there kept getting real nervous, like all yeah, waking up on the surface. Bank. And we're, we're getting a few bites in this other area, and we go over there, and both throw in there, and like immediately, boom, two fish on it. That was the zone where those yeah. fish were really targeting mm-hmm. bait on this little knuckle, like a small little point, a little bit of a pinch point. But I think we, we had probably 10 to 15 bites out of that one spot where that bait was a little, acting just a little bit different than the yeah. bait mm-hmm. in the whole rest of the creek. And that, to, to me, up there, that was the first time where I really saw the bait acting a little differently yeah. and it paid off. Like I, I looked for it. It was real calm. I could see the bait and that was, and it, and it really paid off. And I was like, God, that's what he's talking about. And, you know, in the, in the tidal areas, it's tougher to know because the, everything's getting flushed through and, you know, maybe there's a trout sitting on a point blowing bait up, but like knowing where there might be a school of bait pushed in, it can really yeah. help with those, those areas where the water's not really moving that much. I do look, I look for jumping mullet too, because you're like, well, if a jumping mullet's in there, then it might be the right temperature. You know, there's obviously food for them to be there. Yeah. And it, other bait fish are going to be there also. So like, I, I like to fish around where there's mullet. Like you can see other fish, and, you know, definitely. That's, but and it's, sometimes it's not even, it, it could be meaningless. So. Well, in the crystal clear creeks around like Wrightsville beach and Topsail and all that this time of year, you'll go in a hole. You, you might pull a whole creek or troll motor a whole creek and not see the first sign of life and you get into one bend of it It's like, and there's redfish, trout, black drum, mullet, everything yeah, hanging out mm-hmm. in, in like a one little, you know, 20 yard stretch. And those trout will swim with those mullet too. They're oh not, yeah. They're not scared. So. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Not at all. We've got any more questions? We're, we're, we're at 50 minutes. So we've got a few more minutes here. We'll try to fill out a full hour. Do you have any more questions you wanted to? Yeah. So like, let's talk about the big drum fishing for a second. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, are you using those big wop, what are they called? No, bottom Oh, bottom plastic bottom Is that your favorite? You don't like bottom no. I use, they're too loud. And they get tangled up, and I got one bent one time, and it like kind of hurt my heart, because they're like $13. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. And I got it bent, so like it didn't even like, it doesn't slide. All the way up. Yeah. yeah. So That's just, what's nice about that one material, I always forget what it's titanium. called. The titanium. Yeah, yeah. it flexes a little bit. They're the bomber, the bomber brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the palm, palm something? Or what are they? There's one that's, uh, I don't know. All right, Bomber Band, keep going. <laughs> yeah, they got that titanium, and you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. They're like just a little like little cylinder slash cork. It's got a big concave head on it. Yeah, that cup is the ticket for the heavy heavy yeah. chugging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't like to use that metal. I don't like to use the solid because it, if you bend it one time, it, it's, it, it won't thing. clack and yeah. Yeah. frustrate it starts to break the cork a little yeah. bit too. So. Yeah. When you're fishing for them, uh, the, the way I understand it, you just look for bait. And, it can't, it just, can't be uh, like, it was weird. I had one trip and we pulled up to like a ledge. It was, it was right there on Garbage and Shoals. Like everyone knows from Garbage and Shoals. Yeah. Pulled up and it goes from like seven feet to like 14 feet and just start working that edge because they follow mm-hmm. they follow that edge up. Yeah. And like hooked up. No bait, not a single piece of bait around, really? except the Spanish were jumping out. So there had to be bait somewhere, but yeah. it was down deep. And caught one like five or eight in two hours on that day. Yeah. And um, no bait was high back and nothing. And then come back the next day, there's bait like in the same area, just like cruising up the surface. And like you throw, you throw, it's like you're Kobe fishing. Yeah. Like you throw them there two or three times, you don't get any bites, out, go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a running gun. Yeah. But I've seen it both ways there before as well, where the bait's the ticket, and then you, you can't you, you can't work. find the bait, or, or the bait's not working. You work those edges. How about, does he use your depth finder much when yeah. you're when you're doing that type of fishing? That and then I I have one of those old 
like charts. I, I literally set it on the kitchen table, and while I'm eating din- dinner, I, I look at it and set it like that's awesome. edges. Yeah, so makes sense. Have you messed with the Navionics uh, app on your phone? Have you seen that? No, I have seen it. So it's, it's 15 bucks to buy it, but it, it's a topographic underwater map, and it, it lays out. I mean, if it's a real, excuse me. If it's a real like small creek or small little gut or something, sometimes it won't. It'll have the creek on there, but it might not have the depth. But mm-hmm. any main creek, like all the creeks in the New River, topographic layout, you can see the exact edges of the holes and everything. And yeah, it wow. it's really good. And the panel goes down a bunch of those shoals and whatnot. And that's just the millennial in me not wanting to look at a paper map, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wanting to wanting to have it on my phone. Talking about Jennings, Jennings you're going to duck, duck hunt with. Yeah. He's, he's good at. Drum yeah, he's he's good at drum fishing. Is that what he does in that time of year? Yeah, he catches a bunch of them, man. And you never know because he, he doesn't post a ton. But then, yeah, he, then he'll be like, hey, you've been, you've been catching them? And then, then he'll send me like 40 pictures of like <laughs> five dudes at a time holding drums yeah. out of the boat. I'm like, yeah, you've been catching them. He's got a tower boat. Too, yeah, he's got a his, his uncle builds those rose bay boats. They're, oh, really? Yeah, they're they're sweet. They're sweet rigs. These are pretty. They're real pretty. So tell me real quick. I know everyone's a little bit different, but what's your uh, what's your go to kind of setup for that popping cork and for those drums? Let's let's start with the the reel. Work all the way up the up the rod. Um, and talk about the the, the reel. The reel I work with. Uh, I, I think they're Fino and Lethals. I, I got them at a wholesale. Yeah, yeah. So it was like uh, charter fishing first year. It's like I'm gonna start with you know some tsunami rods and. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. was, so it's like got like a ninety dollar combo or something. I got like four or five of them. Then uh, like forty pound braid, fifty pound braid, uh, and then I use like fifty pound or forty pound fluoro. You know, probably twenty four inches long. Yeah. And either a you quarter, get too long and it's such a pain to throw it. Yeah. Get that cartwheel in the air. It's like you get a quarter ounce to an eighth ounce. Oh. I use those redfish odd jig heads. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're kind of kind of smaller profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes I did bend a couple of them, but. It happens when you eat 60 pound fish, too much drag. Yeah. It can happen sometimes. It's, uh, it's alright. And then um, I either throw the saltwater assassin makes big, like opening night color soft plastic, yeah. like five yeah. and a half inch baits or six inch baits, whatever. Throw those. I throw those big Z Man, like seven inch, like the diesel windows? Yeah, they're giant. Yeah, the big ones. <laughs> I throw those. Um, I throw a lip, like a big lip, like almost like a king mackerel bait. Uh-huh. I throw that behind the boat while we're, you know, corking or something. Um, those big search GT baits. Yeah. Um, oh, the, then from the, oh, anyways, get back on the reel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I throw up to like a seven foot medium heavy uh, rod, tsunami rod. And then you tie your braid trick to your cork and then you, from your cork like 50 pound mono to your jig head with a big soft plastic what's your what uh what pound braid are you running for this John? 40 40 pound 40 50 i'll do it i'll do it yeah right on well i i'm excited i, I was telling myself i was gonna get this past year yeah, so i know i still got some time up. i know and i didn't make it up there once but like every time i had the window i would text you i'd text jennings and they're like ah it's kind of slow and so i just never never came up there but let me get up there and do it this year for sure, I, I, the trout bugs kind of died in me a little bit. Just <laughs> late kidding. winter, and I still got it. Today, it lit, getting a few on top water. I was like, all right. And I thought the tournament at Intercoastal Angler was done. Yeah, and it's not. And so that kind of relit a fire. <laughs> Brian Mead, what, do you, know, did you hear about Brian Mead's fish? Um, you get like a four and a half pounder on fly trout. Yeah, oh. which is a nice one. It's a good one. Ben was telling me he got side scan, and the side scan's been a, a game changer. Really? Yeah, I'm getting side like scan. All the boys run side scan. Dude, that, that that type of estuary and fishery you've got is fishery. That's a new word. <laughs> estuary and fishery that you've got, man, is the ticket for side yeah. scan. The striper and the, the trout. Fishing with Ray the other day and running the side scan, I was blown away. I went up the creek. You could see a whole whole school yeah. of trout just laying there. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like insane. my buddies won't even take a rod out if they don't see fish. Yeah, that's, really? yeah you can you can completely locate them on the, on the bank with that. That's crazy. But you got to have at least like five feet of water is yeah. the one thing and you got to be at least the way he was set up idling. So mm-hmm. you kind of idle you through idle. two to three miles per hour, mark them and then come back to them with the trouble. So, but I've seen videos of guys down in the, in the, in the Florida, in Florida, Stumbling through my words. It's not as bad as last show when we started, <laughs> and I could. We had all this technical trouble, and I could not freaking talk. But but side scanning tarpon, and you know, run, really? going through some of the rivers oh, and creeks yeah, and Everglades, and side scanning tarpon, and yeah, it's I didn't a, know how useful it was. Oh, dude, it is. I know you just yeah. spent a lot of trolling water, but I, I, know, <laughs> I know what you're getting next. You like? Have you ran the trolling? Broke, man. I can't. 
I, I haven't even used it yet. Oh man. I'm, I'm I just I went from a handheld to iPilot, oh. and the thing that always got me was like, because I, I I fish by myself a decent amount, um, and like if I had had the handheld one, I'd be like in a creek, but we get a lot of current here, and especially in the fall when you're fishing a lot of like inlets and yeah. stuff. I'd be like reeling in a fish, and I'm like. <laughs> trying to like reeling in, not trying to like get off the spot, and also like not trying to drift into another boat. Man, and then like I get lock. it on the, I get, yeah, anger like that's what I'm like so excited for. Yeah. And then you then you go to land it, and your boat's like spinning. Oh, yeah, yeah, you land it, and it's like deep in their thread, and you're like trying to do it, and then you're like hitting the trolling motor with your hip. <laughs> it is nice um, though when you're when you're because making small adjustments, having to take yeah. your hand off the reel. I don't. I I wish they would make a tiller. That also had a remote control. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be the ticket because you or can sit just, there and turn it with your leg is nice. Or just a tiller that has maybe spot this. lock. Yeah, where you just press a button and lock yeah. it. Yeah, that would be because I like I like being able that. to navigate with yeah. my hand. Um, but, but having spot lock is going to be a game changer for me. Yeah, it's a game. Sometimes the remote loses a uh, contact with the battery. Sometimes uh-huh. so like you got like. Yeah, yeah mine yeah, yeah. Or I'll, I'll put a new battery in it. It's like telling me that it's almost yeah. run out. I'm freaking out. But for guiding, though, I got to think that like having um, the remote is best because you can sit in the back of the boat yeah, I, and I'll just sit there and, the and steer it and the two people are on the bow fishing, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. So. And offshore, too. Like, they're shore fishing, flounder yeah. fishing, fishing. Yeah, that's really do much. Be able to lock that thing in and, but yeah. you know, or make minor movements. Yeah. And 30 feet of water that are really hard to do on an anchor that you can mm-hmm. do with spot lock. It, it kind of opens, you can really pick a wreck apart now in yeah, deep water. For sure. um, that's another place with a side scan I've heard and watched. I've watched videos. I've never been on a boat using side scan offshore, but it can be, it, it only goes up to about 60 feet. You kind of lose it after about mm-hmm. 60 feet, but in like 30 feet of water, so that near shore flounder yeah. fishing, seeing the little, you know, little edges and pockets off of a wreck or on a I would have pilot. no idea how to read a side scan. It is, it, like, I thought the same thing, shadows. but the way Ray had it set up, you could, I mean, there was no doubting that those were trout. And you could yeah. see the guard, too. I mean, no doubting that's fish. Maybe it's a school of mullet, but uh-huh. bait shows up very differently. Bait, you just kind of get this cloud on there. Yeah. But but fish, you get like a fish. I mean, you could count the fish in a school that's so it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty impressive. But yeah, side scan, man, that's... I do that for striper because they get they get real good in my neighborhood. Oh, they just, do? There's just like big man-made harbor. It's like all 12 feet deep. And you like, the way I do is like, I just like hang out and, uh, you know, get a buddy or something. We'll go hang out and get a couple beers and just go like troll big um, deep divers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And slow troll them and put side scan on. Be like, oh, they're right here to the left. And like you make a turn and baits go through. It's like... That's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. That trolling for striper is. Yeah, that's in like February, March. Like it's cold. Like you got, you got nothing to do. Yeah. It's a Sunday afternoon kind yeah. of thing. That's awesome. that's fun. Well, when when that's happening, you might have to give me a camera call. We'll slide yeah. up Saturday and do We'd it. Love to. I'd love to. I know now it's the long grind until turkey season. Don't now I'm starting to drive my fields and I'm like looking out the window. <laughs> I'm like, where are you, turkeys? I went to one of our one of my boss's properties today, and there's like. 14 turkeys in, in the duck and comment. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, thank you all. Uh, thank you all for checking this episode out. Again, thank you, MJ, for coming yeah, on and, thank you. and sharing about your fishery. It's it's one that's it's so close. What, what, what was the drive down here for you tonight? Uh, it was like right at an hour and 50 minutes. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's so doable. We'd drive up there in the morning yeah. and fish it. But, um, you know, there's always these grand plans moving into different seasons of the year. I'm like, I'm going to go fish New Bernal. I'm going to go fish White Oak River and never freaking happen. So mm-hmm. getting busier and busier, but, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, he made, well, he made the drive you. down here just for y'all yeah. to come on here. And, um, if people want to fish with you, um, this year, how, how can they find you? Uh, my Instagram, my cat, MJ Miller, underscore MJ Miller. And then, uh, on Facebook, Sonic Boy Charters or MJ Miller on Facebook. I like it. Sonic Boy Charters. I like that a lot. Yeah. I got that because, uh, actually like, my neighbor, it's like, it's like a confusing story. So my neighbor, who's like now my boss, would always call me Sonny Boy when I was younger. I call you down, Sonny Boy. <laughs> and uh, after that, we all, like my friend and I started calling each other that. And it just, it, it sounds cheesy, but it, it's got a story behind it. Oh so man, that's, that's cool. awesome. Man. I don't think it sounds cheesy at all. <laughs> like, it, uh, I don't know. The stories that come up from Muddy, my old man, Muddy Fly Guide Service, I'm like, oh, that's funny, you have a Muddy Fly. I'm like, all right, I didn't see that coming. But you're uh yeah, I like that name, man. Anything with a good backstory is awesome. But yeah, yeah. It's like uh, people are like oh, that's dumb. Like I, I told my parents that, and they're like, 
why? Because <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying. Y'all's got to support me, mom, dad. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks, thanks for checking out the episode. Thanks again, Jack Cameron. Yeah. Thanks for sticking thanks. around for another episode. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You're earning your keep next next <laughs> week. Too. And we're using my camera. We're using your camera, and uh, I think it might be time for a camera to carry an intro. <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll see what happens. That's the practice for a couple. Yeah, of hours get in front of your, get in front of uh, Melissa, just Melissa, Michelle, your 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 parents, just get a little audience and start practicing. That's practicing the shower. Practice the shower. Yeah. It's super easy. So it's easy if all your crap's not screwing up on you as you're trying to start yeah, the show. I don't know how you do it. But, um, well, guys, thank you all for checking us out. Episode 30 in the books, and we will see you all next week. I'm not exactly sure if we're going to be dropping another pre-recorded. If, if I finish my interview with Chris Morjohn, if we're going to be live. But, uh, but stay tuned. You can, uh, you can check us out on our website at ET Current, or you can hit us up on Facebook. We're actually, I want to talk to camera about this, but uh, we probably need to talk off camera first. But I'm going to start, a, I want to start a Facebook group. We've got a page, uh-huh. but start a group where people can start communicating you know, talking about what they're doing, share, you know, maybe meet some fishing contacts through that. Uh, yeah. And I think it'd be a cool, cool way, but we're going to get that in the works. But yeah, check us out on etcurrent.com. That's etcurrent.com. Um, you can, you can listen anywhere that podcasts can be found for the most part, unless it's a real shady podcast platform. You can find us on YouTube and this will also be on Facebook, but thanks again, guys. We will see y'all in the next episode. Peace.